1: Everyone, welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday, it's the first of February. It is 2023. We have a nine-game NBA slate to talk about here on today's podcast. Hope everyone is having a fantastic Tuesday. Join today by my good buddy Will Priester, Chief Justice06. Chief, I know you're having a good Tuesday. I know you were you were smiling a little bit before we got rolling here. What's happening, my friend?
2: Nothing much doing good. Shout out
1: to Astro96,
2: man. Posted a second-half card in the prop. Uh, I hopped on with the tail, and we hit it. Um, so many double-ups today, Stevie. I mean, just if if you knew how many double-ups I have sitting in the queue right now, I mean, just, man, it's – and listen, I'm not going to complain about profit, but when you're, all, when you're one play away in like six or seven different cards – it's like man can i get one well we got our one at the end of the night so i'm always grateful for those and uh you know hopefully we uh we, we keep this thing rolling so pretty excited and uh yeah man let's let's get it
1: yeah i'm sweating the end of this um charlotte game i need i need charlotte to cover this game um i mean they're they just made a little run here, and, and it's a it's like a seven point game now. But I talked about this on the podcast yesterday. I said if this game could stay close, I felt like it had like the most ceiling, and I ended up like five stacking this game with like Lonzo, Hayward, Giannis, Lopez, and Connington. Um, and my 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 drafting team is doing really well. So, um, even with with a dud on my team with Jericho Sims, it looks like it's going to be a really good night. I'm sitting at like 290 um, with some guys finishing up here. So it's going to be a good night for me. Um, assuming this last game just doesn't go absolutely bonkers, but I, I really, really would be happy if Charlotte can kind of cover the spread in this one. Um, Lonzo having the triple double was huge or Lamelo, not Lonzo. And um, Caleb Martin, man. I talked about him on the podcast yesterday. Came in at like 8% owned today. And just smashed. 35 fantasy points. He had a double-double. He's the reason that I'm having a good night. So, going to be a good night for me. And I'm glad you're having a good night. Hope everyone over there in the YouTube chat, what's up, YouTube, is having a good night as well. Let's jump into today's slate. We got nine NBA games today. Interesting slate. Um, I mean, it's so far this week, the slates have been really good. And hopefully we can keep it rolling here today. We get started with Portland at Memphis, 229 and a half total here. The Grizzlies, a five and a half point favorite. On the Memphis side, Adams is still out. Desmond Bain is questionable. Concher is questionable. Portland, Josh Hart is probable. Winslow is out. We'll go Portland first. Will, what do you like here for the Trailblazers?
2: So many good things, TV. Um, and, and can we talk about Damian Lillard just like for a split second? And just kind of the, I don't even want to call it a heater, Stevie. Here's what I really think. I actually think Dame is healthy. We're going to replace that heater with healthy. I think the past couple of seasons, we've seen him just be injured most of the year. Like last year he was injured, the year before that. And I think we're seeing a a mostly healthy Damian Lillard. And Stevie, it's, it's paying off, not only in his fantasy price, but the scoring. Um, you know, guys taking pretty much 20 shots a game or more, um, taking a, a fair amount of free throw attempts, which is helping the floor. I mean, Steve, in terms of actual points here the past couple games, and this was a 24 point game, He still put up 49 fantasy points against the Lakers. But 37, 60, 30, 42, like th- these are massive scoring numbers. And I, they're going to need every bit of that scoring against Memphis. Now, do I think he goes off for 50? No, but I think he goes off for 30, probably. Um, and so as a result, I, I in, in former years, I would not be comfortable playing game at 10-6 for most of the year. But at these scoring levels, I, I have to get on board. I mean, the guy can score 35 real points pretty much every game. We're over half the way there. Um, and he's, you know, picking up peripherals, you know, some games five or six assists, some games 10. So I I'm on board with Dane here. Um, we talked about Nurkic. This isn't a spot for Nurkic. So I'm going to take the fade, but here's something I have noticed Stevie drew Eubanks is still getting 20 minutes. And so I don't think this is the spot. And I know, I know it's, it's slate to slate, but on a different slate, different game, Maybe we pull him in. Now, I know Steven Adams isn't playing, so it's a slightly easier time. I think I've taught myself into at least taking a shot at 3,500. But um, all in all, it's mainly Dane and probably some Josh Hart at 5,100 because um, he is probable. And we saw him come back, uh, of course, play 35 minutes against Atlanta, 33 fantasy points, stuff the stat sheet. That's what we're looking for, uh, like Josh Hart a lot.
1: I mean, listen, Lillard is an underrated superstar. And like I and I say underrated superstar. He's a superstar and you know, he he definitely gets the respect in the aspect of being like a superstar, but he's a very underrated superstar. Um he's very very good at basketball. So always uh interested in in Damian Lillard, I mean when you're looking at the matchup, Memphis is a is a tough team, but they do struggle against point guards. They allow the third most fantasy points per game. So I think if I'm playing Portland, it's probably Lillard. Um and then I I don't mind the Josh Hart call. I can't I don't know if I can get the Eubanks on a nine game slate. Potentially, I mean it really just kind of you know, we'll see how it plays out. But as of right now, I don't think I could get there. But we'll have to kind of see. On the Memphis side of things, I mean, Ja is obviously someone that is a game changer. This guy has in massive upside on any given slate. 10-4. He's expensive. Um, Bain expected to play. Triple J, his minutes, like, it's all about minutes for him. They gave him 38 minutes the other night, he absolutely smashed. He's such a good per minute producer. Um, talk to me here about Memphis.
2: Look, I mean, same thing kind of with job ja for different reasons, right? Like Jaw's getting it done. Like Josh ja had scored 40 points a game, 35, but he's got this splash appeal. So like, if you look at it, the consistency, right? 22, eight and three, 27, eight and five, 29, 12 and four. 27, 11, and 10. 27, 15, and 10. Gets a matchup with Portland. I have to assume he's going for 25-plus points, probably five or six rebounds. And then it's whether or not he gets to that 8 to 10 assist category. I like Ja as well. He's not going to score as many real points, but he is going to contribute a little bit more in the other categories of overall. Should be a pretty good back-and-forth affair. So I, I, I like Ja in this spot a ton. Uh, another guy that I that I really like in this spot too, Stevie. Which you know, his price has come up some, but maybe it's still a little bit too low if he's going to get 25 minutes in this game. And that's <laughs> Xavier Tillman, where I, where I feel like at 4200, like if he gets 25 minutes here, I, I think he can go for he can go for 30. I'm not saying he'll get to 30, but it's possible. Uh, so I like him a ton. He was one point away from a double-double in the uh, in 25 minutes against against the Pacers there. He gets that double-double. That puts him right around 30 points, close enough. So I, I like Tillman at 4,200. I think he's a, a sneaky player in what should be a fairly competitive
1: game. Don't hate that Tillman call. Um, it seems like the minutes are kind of just spread out between Tillman and Clark, so I mean getting getting whoever of those two gets the minutes right and like Tillman's much cheaper. So I mean if I was gonna play yeah, one of the two. It'd probably be, 6K, like what?
2: Yeah, what? Yeah.
1: <laughs> if I was gonna play one of the two, it would probably be Tillman. So Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah I, mean, I don't even I understand be, that really. Yeah, I want it to be Triple J. I, I want Triple J to get the minutes. Uh the problem is it just doesn't always happen that way. Man, your hornets are the most tilting team ever they got this game down to six and now they're not even going to cover the spread i'm going to throw my mouse um anyway orlando at philadelphia now that i'm, I'm tilted i'm a little tilted well a little tilted um yeah we got orlando at philly 232 total here philadelphia eight and a half point favorite on the orlando side Wendell carter jr questionable Not what you want to see from a guy that has been dealing with a little bit of injuries this season. Okiki's out. Embiid is questionable. Um, We'll go Orlando first. Wendell Carter not playing would be huge. Um, It would open up a lot of minutes here, so definitely going to be paying attention to this news. What are your thoughts here on the Magic?
2: So, look, um, I think I talked about this on the pod the other day, Stephen. I know we were talking more about points, rebounds, assist stuff, but once again – I, I'm not going to say we're undefeated, but the pricey, Stevie, when we get these massive bumps down in price on guys that have upside, sometimes you just got to take shots, right? And I think we saw that the other night. Now, you know, Philly obviously had the game under control, and then Orlando just comes back and wins that game. But the, the point still stands. Paolo is 6,700. I mean, I think he takes some shots in tournaments. Uh, I think that's very cheap, I, you know. And I talked about the cheap guys. I talked about Cole Anthony. He's forty eight hundred now. You know, he only played sixteen minutes in that game, but I, I, I'm still willing to take a shot on him. You know, I, I talked about Joel and B being someone that I really liked in that game. Stevie put up fifty eight fantasy points, thirty and ele- thirty eleven and five. And I will once again go back to the well with Joel Embiid B at home with even less resistance if Wendell Carter Jr. Is out. So, um, but all in all, these Orlando guys, I still I think they're a touch too cheap for the spot. Philly's a tough team, I get it, but I, I think the bump down in price warrants consideration.
1: Terry Rozier made a layup with a few seconds to go in the game, and he um, he might be my new favorite player for that. Uh, he like the, your your Hornets almost almost tilted me. Um, it was it was is this close? Um, this close? Yeah, I mean, on the Jeez. Orlando Magic side,
2: I feel the same way about today. Yeah. So I'm just glad we just I'm raising the roof. I'm doing all kind of '90s things in my head right now. It's <laughs> amazing.
1: So I, I mean, Paulo showed us his ceiling against Philadelphia Ooh, two days ago. Man. Um, 22 shots. That's the most shot attempts that Paulo has taken. Since December 30th, um you think
2: they should let him take more shots? Jeez. Yeah,
1: I do. I, I mean, listen, we're not we're not like a team that's like a top three East team. So let these guys like, let's see what Paulo has. I mean, can you run what? your offense through him? Do you need to go out and get somebody in the offseason? Do you need see what you need to draft? Like you have a really stout young core. See what it has. I mean, stop playing Gary Harris. Sorry.
2: Steve, um, oh man, I, don't even don't even get me started with get, and I don't dislike Gary Harris. No, it's I don't just either, the, man. But it's like just the, state why, of the team, right?
1: Like why are you playing why are you playing Mo Wagner and Gary Harris? Sorry. And like you know I who wish who them all the, Gary Harris? all the best? The Lakers. Yeah.
2: Send him to LA where he can compete. I'm yeah. with you, Stevie.
1: Why is he playing 25 plus minutes a night? It, it drives me crazy. Anyway. Listen, as a, as a longtime Magic fan, our, our front office and coaching has always drove me crazy. So, I, listen, this is just a typical Stevie rant. Um, I was I was really close to getting tilted. Now I'm just ranting. So, there you go. Um, and my shirt's blending in with the green screen when my shirt is clearly blue. So, there you go. It's just one of those days. Um, but, yeah, anyway, I, I, I think that Paulo, depending on his ownership, if he is someone that like gets really popular... I'm probably out. If Wendell Carter Jr. sits, I just said it, man. They they like playing Mo Wagner. So if Wendell Carter Jr. is out, I wouldn't mind taking shots on Mo Wagner in this game. Um, He's a solid point-per-minute producer, and I think he'd play 20, 20, 25 minutes plus. Yeah. I don't think they'd play Boyle Boyle against Embiid if Wendell Carter Jr. sits, for what it's worth. No.
2: I don't think they'd do it. I mean, Bo Bo would get abused.
1: Yeah, Bo 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 bull. He's good, man. He's talented too. Um, he his ball handling skills are what's going to kill him, though, in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Isaac. I don't think they're going to play him big minutes until after the All Star break. So unless we get any kind of news on him, I just don't think you can play him right now. Philadelphia side. Um, I mean Embiid, right? Like he he was okay the other night. He didn't look. Terrible, but it, he didn't have like a stellar game, but he didn't have a bad game. What do you like here for Philadelphia?
2: Uh, same scenario for me, Stevie. Embiid at 11-2, two. I'm going to take my shot on a stud like him that's got eighty point upside. Um, I, I it feels like the other night they just ran out of gas. Like Embiid was cruising in the first half, and then the sec the second half, of Orlando maybe it was the youth. It just they just Philly just seemed to run out of gas. I, I like Philly at home. Um, I, I like him be. I think it's a a great spot for him. But I'm not thrilled about these other pieces from from Philly. Like, look, James Harden's 9600. I get it. Like, if you want to play James Harden, be my guest. I don't think that's the best allocation of assets. You want to play Tyrese Maxi? Okay, you can. He's 6100. I get it. I still don't think he's a, a better player than Paolo in in this game, um, you know. And so that that's kind of where I am. It's kind of beat or bust with this team. The, the, the sixers are starting to feel like Dallas to me, Stevie. Where you just kind of play Luka and leave everybody else out. That's how it's starting to feel with me. To me, with Embiid, unless he sits, and then Harden and Maxi and all these other guys are in play.
1: All right, Um, moving on. Washington at Detroit. We got a 236 total in this game, and the Wizards are a six-point favorite. Looking at the Washington side first, uh, Gafford's questionable on the Detroit side. Bagley, Cunningham, Joseph remain out. Diallo is probable. We'll go Washington first. I mean, Gafford potentially not playing is kind of important to pay attention to. Um, I don't know if like we expect big minutes out of really anybody off the bench. Like I don't, I don't think like Nerland's Noel or Taj Gibson is playing big minutes, but we did see the other night that like Porzingis was definitely more active um, inside. So watch that Gafford news. Um, Denny had a good game the other night too. He played 33 minutes against the spurs and had a really solid game i mean you like detroit matchup for sure like what are we looking at here for washington i mean this is like back-to-back games like we just you and i did the podcast monday and we talked about washington getting the worst defensive team and now they get the second worst defensive team um and detroit plays you know not as fast as san antonio but very close so i mean this is basically the same spot for washington as the other night
2: yeah, literally, and once again, we're we're back at it, Stevie. Um, and we saw Beal. You know, he he went for forty-four fantasy points at that price, Stevie. That's fine, and that's the that's the interesting part. Beal is just he's pretty cheap still. Only played thirty minutes too, but you know, obviously he was scoring had had the peripherals going, so that was good. Um, you know, I I still like Porzingis. Uh, same, same as when I like him against the Spurs, Stevie, like, you know, who's going to stop him in this game? I don't think anybody's going to stop him. He's 9k. He's a, a little bit expensive, but I get it. I think we talked about this the other night. The one guy that I on is Kyle Kuzma. I think as long as Porzegas is there and Beal is there, it's going to take away from him some. I still think he'll have some games where he will pop, but the price has got to come down. He's priced as if one of these guys is out and that's just not the case. So. Uh, I'm I'm not playing any Kyle Kuzma. We talked about Denny, and I know I'm just kind of going back over it. Stevie, Denny put up 40 with fantasy points. Like, no Rui, he should be able to keep – he's not going to put up 40 every night, but in the 30s I think is reasonable. At 5,400, we're probably about at the point where if he goes over 30 again, he's probably 6K, I would say, Stevie, the next start. This is probably our last chance to get Denny – at, you know, a, a pretty cheap price like this. And I think you could just roll it from there. I don't think you have to play anybody else. If I had to take two guys right now, I still think it's Porzingis and Denny for what it's worth. I like Beal, but I still feel like I want to see more minutes from Beal to, to keep that upside secure.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the game potentially stayed closer. We got, we would have gotten a few extra minutes from Beal.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: So I like the price 7,300. Um, I mean, I definitely don't mind the price here for Bradley Beal. Kuzma, Porzingis. I think with like Beal healthy, Porzingis playing Kuzma's too expensive. Um, he's the odd man out for me here. I think it's, if I'm playing guys here, it's Beal. It's Porzingis. If Gafford sits, I mean, I definitely don't mind going back to Denny at 5,400. He's over 30 fantasy points in four straight games. Still priced down. I think I really want to see Gafford out um, in that scenario, though. I, th- I just think it's a few extra minutes that could potentially go to Denny. On the Detroit side, one of the toughest teams to figure out this season has been Detroit. The rotations are all over the place. Um, I don't know what to do outside of maybe just staying away from Detroit here. Uh, anything pique your interest for the Pistons?
2: Well, you know, I've kind of been talking about you know, Jalen Duran, Stevie, fifty two hundred. He's staying in this bottom feeder price, and so I think you you can take shots because of the upside. It's not a slam dunk, but I think you get him in your player pool. I wish Killian Hayes was still playing thirty minutes a game. I think he's at the price though, Stevie, where you can take a shot, right? Like if, if they, and if they happen to give him thirty minutes, we're good. I think you can take a shot. Um, you know. Alec Burks is in that same area. You can take a shot. They're starting to spread the minutes out a little bit, but the guys that are closer to 30, but also in that, that 5K range, I don't mind it. I still don't want to play Sadiq Bay. I mean, I, he's been playing minutes recently. <sighs> when are his minutes going to fall off a cliff? Bogdanovich has been playing, but once again, he's over 6K, and he's got to score 20 in the mid-20s to start paying off that salary most of the time. It's just, it's just kind of this lower 5K group for me with uh, Detroit basketball.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
1: It might have been the first time I've uh, accidentally, like, went back on my stream yard. Um, but, it's
2: hey. all good. I didn't say much because it caught me so off guard. Like, usually I can, you know, I'll stop and I'll say, oh, and I'll just keep talking or something. But I look, yeah. and, you know, when you're live, it's like, well, wait a minute. Which way did he go? Which way did he go?
1: Yeah, you're good. We just we just flip sides here. Um, yeah. Messing with everybody. I, yeah, I did it on purpose. Yeah, hey. No. Yeah, <laughs> I hit back, But... <laughs> um yeah i mean i'm with you on bay i heard that part where like do we trust the minutes or not yeah i mean they're close i it is tournament wise i think you he's in your pool he's in your pool today um yeah i I had a huge sneeze and it it messed me all up and i hit my uh, mouse but anyway we're gonna to the next game brooklyn at boston 227 total. The Celtics, an eight-point favorite here at home. On the Boston side, Gallinari. Marcus Smart remain out. Robert Williams is questionable. On the Nets side, Ben Simmons out. Kevin Durant out. TJ Warren out. And let's get started with that Brooklyn side. I mean, it's a tough matchup for Brooklyn. It's a tough matchup for Brooklyn, but... Kyrie without Simmons and without Durant, it's really hard for me not to, even in this tough matchup, not to have interest in Kyrie. And I think it's also a bump for him that like Marcus Smart is out. Um, I think that is something to kind of note here for Kyrie. But I think Kyrie is super interesting. Um, I mean, there's tournament shots that you can take here value wise, but I think this is a Kyrie game.
2: Yeah, 10-8. I don't mind it. Um, and you know, Stevie, it's it's interesting because Tyree Kyrie has basically become a player that's worthy to sell or that warrants this salary with all these guys out. Like he's doing it all. He's scoring a ton. And so while I while I don't want to pay this when all these guys are in, when all those guys are out, like I, I feel fine if this game is competitive. You talked about smart being out. I mean, he could easily go for 60 here it wouldn't surprise me one bit. He could go for 62, 65. It wouldn't surprise me. So I'm with you on Kyrie. In this game, Stephen, this is something I uh, we picked up on in the prop shop that can translate to DFS. Uh, the Celtics are giving up a lot of three-pointers this year, believe it or not. Like, you wouldn't think that, but they're giving up a lot of three-pointers. This feels like a Seth Curry game to me at 5K. I, you know, this isn't a guy that I would I would consider, generally speaking, But in this type of game, I I, I like Seth Curry, especially because I feel like he's going to play the minutes. Sneakily, Stevie, I think if you're playing mass multi-entry, getting into that, you know, if you're getting up to about 50, 60 lineups, I would maybe sprinkle in some Joe Harris as well. Just a sprinkle, nothing crazy. TJ Warren being out, I think, you know, helps all these other guys play a little extra minutes. Joe Harris and uh, and Seth Curry, I I like them in this game for the three-point upside I think they have.
1: yeah i don't mind seth curry when he's getting when he gets hot he's someone that can pay off his price tag and when he gets hot they typically give him minutes but when he's cold um they have no problem pulling him off the floor so tournament play only for me on curry and yeah i have more interest in curry than i do joe harris but i hear you i hear you um do we want to look into, like, Patty Mills playing 26 minutes the other night? Or do we think that's just Curry wasn't playing great and Cameron Thomas and and um, Patty Mills got some run?
2: I'm just going to say Curry wasn't playing great. But, once again, you know, if... I, I don't think Patty Mills is going to start playing 25 minutes a game right now. I could be wrong, but I I don't see it. I, I still think Curry's at the top of the food chain here.
1: Yeah, really quick. Um, I'm waiting for it to load. I guess we'll talk about Boston and then we'll wrap up on um, Brooklyn really quick. But I'm waiting for game flow to load, so I'll let oh, yeah. um, Talk to me here about the Boston side.
2: So on the Boston side, I mean, I think it's very simple, Stevie. Like you got Jason Tatum here at 11-1. And I mean, he's at the point where you can play him almost every game now. And, and this is going to be up and down game. should be competitive. Um, so I I like Tatum. Now, once again, I'm not as into Jalen Brown as other people, but I mean, man, he's been playing great this season. If I had to decide between the two, though, it's still Jalen Brown. I mean, it's still uh, Jason Tatum for me now. Something else here that I've noticed, Stevie, just over the past couple games, Grant Williams is playing an odd collection of minutes. Like, it's not consistent. It's not like 30 here, 28. There. It's 39, 20. It's, it's just it's weird. This does feel like a Grant Williams game because of the other pieces that he's going to see from Brooklyn, like uh, Royce O'Neill, stuff like that. So I, I think I think this is a Grant Williams game. At 4K, I'm cool with it. Uh, Al Horford is 5,200. I mean, he, he's just okay. Uh, he's played big minutes, but I, I just don't see the fantasy upside there. I do understand that, uh, you know, Robert Williams is questionable, but I, I still think Grant Williams at 4K is in play in this spot. Um, Brogdon's already priced up now, so as thrilled about it, I mean, I know he put up like 40 the other night, but – I you know, I still think Derek White has some intrigue at his price.
1: So Cam Thomas and Patty Mills played like nine first half minutes the other night. They both had really big fourth quarters. Brooklyn was winning um by a lot. Um and they played the whole fourth quarter. I don't I don't really think I want to trust in that. Just saying. Just throwing that out there. Um on the Boston side, you know. For me, like I think Brogdon is somewhat interesting, knowing that smart's not gonna be there, but the price is kind of like iffy Derek White he's been playing solid minutes he's kind of cheap, so I think I'm looking at like the cheaper pieces here for Boston um I mean you I think you could take shots on on Brown or Tatum in tournaments, probably. Probably Brown over Tatum for me just because of price. But I also like uh, looking at Jalen Brown's point prop in this game. Um, I think this is a really solid spot for him point wise. Oh, yeah. Golden State heading to Minnesota to take on the Timberwolves. 239 and a half total in this one. The Warriors, a two and a half point favorite. On the Golden State side, Iguodala is out. On the Minnesota side, Gobert is questionable. Towns is out, and Prince is questionable. So go Golden State first. Pretty healthy team. With healthy team comes overpriced guys because of all the injuries they've had recently. Um, I mean, Draymond, the first time these two teams played, had a monster game. I don't know how much I really want to look into that. Curry cooked the other night um, eight for 14 from three. We talked about that on the podcast and how the Thunder just are terrible at defending the three point line. And Curry, Curry, uh, he he chefed them for sure. Yeah, Clay Thompson had a it. really good game too. Um, yeah, no surprise like there. The yeah, no, no <laughs> surprise at all. Not shocked.
2: <laughs> yeah, I like this. I like it, Stevie. I think so. What I'm starting to see from the Warriors, in in my opinion, like. It feels like they're back, right? Like, the minutes are back. The shooting is back. Like, that's what it feels like to me because when i it's the minutes primarily. Like, you've got Curry, 43 minutes, 38 minutes, 35 minutes, 39 minutes, 37 minutes. And in most of these games, Stevie's taking 20 or more shots, most. So that's Curry, right? Then you go over to Jordan Poole. You look at his minutes. He's around the same thing. Or, or kind of in on like a six man type minutes where he's playing about 30 minutes a game, taking about 15 shots a game. Then you go over to Clay, right? Well, what's Clay doing? Well, he is now, Steve, he was playing low upper 20s, lower 30s. Now he's playing mid to upper 30s. He's taking almost 20 shots a game. Like this, this is what we wanted to see from the Warriors. And if we're gonna get this every game, Clay at 7K or under, I'm taking shots. Curry at 10, you know, lower 10K range, I'm taking shots, especially in a spot like Minnesota where it's going to be up and down. We saw Draymond just kind of not play that well early in the season. But what are you starting to see now, Stevie? 40-point fantasy-point performances, mid, mid to upper 30s. Like this is the Draymond going to see game to game to game. The one guy that seems to be – Kind of on the fringe is Andrew Wiggins, and maybe he's just still trying to kind of get right because he was out injured. Um, But all in all, with these Warriors pieces, Curry, Clay, Draymond, Poole, I'm in in a spot against Minnesota. Um, I I think this is a a good up-and-down matchup, even with Rudy Gobert. I like it a ton. Um, If you think Jonathan Kaminga is going to end up with 23-ish minutes, I take a shot on him as well at 3,800.
1: Yeah, I mean Wiggins well, he got hurt then he had like the illness. Um really hasn't had like time to like get his feet under him, but he is also someone that like is capable of 40 plus fantasy points on any given night. So The Warriors they're just so good, will. <laughs> oh, so good. <laughs> There's just no other way, no other way in my head to put it. Um outside of this team is just really good, so I want exposure to Golden State almost every single night. In this particular matchup, I I mean, I really like the guards. Minnesota has struggled with guards all season where they really struggle with every position outside of like the center position all year. So I think this is a spot you could take shots on Curry, Thompson, Draymond, and uh, man, Wiggins at 50 59 is just it's so close to being like gosh got to get some of that guy but i think the one guy that i'll be off of on the golden state with everyone healthy is jordan Poole. um this is one of those scenarios where he'll eventually be too cheap for when curry and clay get rested on a night and then his price to go back up and then we we'll back on the fade train so can, can, I, um, can,
2: I, can i can i just play devil's advocate on pool for one second yeah It's just so in a normal sense, I probably wouldn't play him. I do think thirty minutes against Minnesota, even at his price, is probably okay. That that's really it's really about the matchup with Minnesota in this particular spot. But that's it. Like if he was playing Boston, I probably wouldn't consider it. But against Minnesota, I I would. I think we get a couple shares.
1: Fair enough. Uh, The Minnesota side. I mean, Anthony Edwards. He's just a scoring machine. It's just a scoring machine. Um, Like, I think you can take shots on him, obviously. Um, I don't mind Russell. I don't mind Gobert. If Gobert is out, it obviously opens up some value here um, that we could potentially play. What do you like here for Minnesota?
2: Well, I definitely like Anthony Edwards. And So my question, Stevie, um, and I'm trying not to have so many sidebars, so I promise I'm going to cut them off because next game is going to be very good. How long before Anthony Edwards has the bolt out of Minnesota? Because this is starting to feel like a KG situation. I know this is just his third year. I think this is his third year. But man, he's putting up monster numbers. And I mean, this team isn't, I don't know if they're gonna to go to the playoffs this year. Cats hurt. I, I don't know. Like anyway, you can comment on that after I'm done. But I just, man, this is starting to feel like one of those talent situations that's gonna be wasted away. He's gonna have to leave and go to a contender or something like that, but we shall see. D'Angelo Russell, Stevie, he's a guy, man. I just I've been playing him, didn't work, didn't play that well against Sacramento. But generally speaking, man, him playing 30 to 40 minutes a game, upper 30s. I mean, we've seen him put up almost 40 here recently, Stevie, almost every game. I'm willing to ride with D'Angelo Russell here at 7,100. I know we, we kind of been playing that mid 6K range. And he's kind of creeped up. I still think he's a touch too cheap. I'm I'm, I'm on the train. Gobert, once again, I, I don't think I can play him in this matchup. And Golden State has been beat up inside this season. And maybe he's okay, Stevie. Like, he's probably okay. I think we've got about a week or two of him playing now. So it feels like possibly that growing injury is behind him. I think he's Okay. But I just, I'm just still not comfortable.
1: Anthony Edwards is a free agent after the 24 season, so next year, um, and I, man, he's only making. And okay, I say this, he's only making 11 million dollars a year. But in basketball rookie terms, rookie deal, rookie yeah, deal, he's gonna get paid. Um, he's gonna get paid. He's gonna get paid. Yeah. Does he stay in Minnesota? Then, I don't know. The the thing about, like, Minnesota that I think we're quick to, like, forget is, th- I mean, they have Gobert, but, I mean, this is a team that, if Carl Anthony Towns and Gobert is healthy with Russell and Edwards, it's a really <laughs> solid team. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. It's tough to say. Like
2: I mean, they'll be able to give him his largest contract because if he leaves, he won't get as much money. Maybe he stays an extra three, four seasons. And if he's still like scoring the way he is now and hasn't done anything, at that point I think he leaves. But, man, oof, it, it, it's feeling like he might might jump ship, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think they have a good chance to make the playoffs. Um, and I, I think if they make the playoffs, that <sighs> we don't know when Cat's going to be back, but if he's healthy for the playoffs, they're a team that could be loud. So, listen, Anthony Edwards – I'm here to tell you that if you want to come to Orlando, Paulo would definitely like having you, um, and uh, we we would we would roll in these. So there you go. That's my pitch for you. <laughs> I could tell you some good some good taco joints in Orlando, um, some good ramen places. Like whatever you need, buddy, I got you.
2: Yeah.
1: OKC okay, oh, yeah. at Houston. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You you get those hands ready, buddy. 231 and a half total. Thunder, a five and a half point favorite. On the Houston side, Jalen Green is out. Kevin Porter Jr. is out. Yes. Yes. They're two high usage guys, both out. Yes. On the Thunder side, Dort is out. Poco, Robinson Earl remain out. Home Green is out as well. So Thunder first. I mean. This is a team where the minutes are all over the place, but they get a fantastic matchup here against Houston. What are we looking at here for OKC?
2: Let me just say that I'm actually thrilled about this matchup, but I'm very afraid for the Houston game Rockets in general because OKC's been playing fairly well. I think OKC wins this game possibly handedly. But does that come at the expense of fantasy points? I don't know. I have to take shots here, man. Josh Giddy 7,700. In a general sense, I'm not playing Giddey at 7,700 in this spot against Houston. I'm taking a chance. SGA, 10-2, I'm taking a shot here. I, th- I think you know this is a spot where he can go for 30-plus real points and still put up the fantasy production. So uh, I like him a ton. You know, We've also got these other secondary pieces, Stevie. Like, Kenrich Williams at 4,600, and because these guys are out, he's going to play 30 minutes. Well, against Houston, you know, all, all teams aren't created equal. This feels like a good spot. Jalen Williams, 5,300 against Houston. Like, th- these are just great spots for these cheap OKC pieces as well as the guys that are playing up top. Uh, love this team a ton.
1: It's hard not to have a ton of interest in the SGA in this game. So hard. Yeah, it's, t- it's hard. Because, I mean, the Houston side, we're going to get so much value on the Houston side of this game. We know Jalen Green now, too. Um, and we'll talk about that just in a second. But, yeah, I mean, I think in tournaments, you could take shots on Jalen Williams or Kendrick Williams. Um, yeah, man, I mean, I... I love this game. I'm with you. I love this game. I, I think this game just has so much potential. On the Houston side, I mean, no one's going to stop saying in this game. We went for 65 fantasy points uh, against this team last time they played uh, in November. And now Kevin Porter Jr. and Jason Green are out. Uh, just so... San Goon might be like the first guy in for me tomorrow. Like I just might say, you know what? I'm just going to do it. Like, I'm just going to do it. I don't like we have a sample on court IQ with Kevin Porter and Jalen green off the floor, but I just, I don't think it matters as much because some of that was early in the season and Sangoon is just on a different level than he was earlier this year. But yeah, I mean, you look at the numbers, it's a, it's 183 minutes. He's averaging 1.4 fantasy points per minute with Porter and Green off the floor. So, love this spot for him. Um, I mean, gosh, we could talk about everybody on the Houston team. What are your thoughts <laughs> on? This? I mean, we could. Yeah. We, we really no, could. no, no.
2: no. I, I'm with you. I, I think my primary targets, like so. So here's my one thing. I wish I knew whether or not Jay Sean Tate was going to play 30 minutes. At 4200, he would be like big time in play. I'm just not sure, Stevie. But what I am sure of, KJ Martin, uh, uh Eric Gordon, Tari Eason, even Smith, yep, Shigun, these guys are going to play massive minutes. Massive minutes. <laughs> I think you get exposure to all of them. It looks like our good friend Richie, Richie Smalls 2320, who, who was an avid listener and of the, the live show, um, live pod he's asking you know six guys too many i don't think so uh not not six guys from houston but he's saying six from the game i think you can play sga you know kenrich williams uh shingoon eric gordon jabari smith Tari eason kj like i think you can play some combination of six guys and be just fine in this game stevie so six too many i think my answer is no Uh, I think I'd probably have – you could probably do a three and three with, like, SGA, Jalen Williams, Kenrich Williams, something like that, and then run three from the other side. Or you could do two, four. But either way, six too many, no. Love Houston, love OKC.
1: Six might be too many for me. I think a three-two is like, I think a three-two is more playable. Like I I like maybe two from the Thunder side and three from the Houston side of this game. Um, listen, okay, if you want to play six from this game, I'm not going to talk you off of it. But it's a it's a nine game slate. Like stacking five or six on yesterday's slate, where it was a five game slate, potentially even essentially a four game slate with that Cleveland game. (laughs) <laughs> it's a lot it's Absolutely. a lot easier yeah it's a lot easier to you know stack five or six on a slate like that and like for me i ended up like I, like i said my main team on draftkings was a what is it one two it was a three two three milwaukee two charlotte players and like that was a smaller slate so i don't know if i could go six on a big slate could this game go off? Sure. I mean, this game has a ton of potential. Um, I'm right. I'm with you. Like I said, I'm with you as far as liking this game overall. Um, yeah. I mean, so tournament wise, I think you kind of nailed everything. I don't really have a ton to add. Um, the only thing, like Eric Gordon, man, old man Eric Gordon, fifty three hundred keeps getting a ton of minutes. So. I don't hate maybe taking some shots on Eric Gordon. Yeah. All right. We got the Kings and the Spurs up next. This game is currently at 244 and a half. The Kings are a seven and a half point favorite. Um, well, these are the types of games we dream of, right? The Kings are fully healthy. Nobody on the injury report. Langford a questionable vassal out for San Antonio, but this game, pace-wise, is going to be incredible. Um, eighth and ninth in pace as far as teams go. The Spurs rank 30th in defensive rating. The Kings rank 21st. Like These are the types of games you dream for. The, these are the types of games that just have so much ceiling that you just have to like them. What do you like here for the Kings?
2: I mean, everything. The Spurs aren't going to stop a nosebleed here. Sabonis is finally back down under 10K. You're getting De'Aaron Fox in the low 8K range. Kevin Huerter, Stevie, in the low 5K range. Still playing pretty good minutes. Now, against Minnesota, he only played 22 minutes. But the game before, he played 36. You've still got Keegan Murray playing good minutes. You've got Harrison uh, yeah, Barnes playing good minutes. It's just everybody's in play, I think. Not, and not all at once. But, like, I don't know if i play Sabonis and Fox together, but i definitely split them. But this, this is a good spot for this team, Steve. Like, they they should uh, essentially be able to take care of business put up and put up nice fantasy scores. Love Sacramento, man. My, if, if you ask me what my favorite play was, I think I'm going to say it's a bonus because of how bad centers have been just really eating up the Spurs. So at 9,900 – I know he's right at that threshold, but we got him back under 10K. Sabonis is my top play from this team.
1: Yeah, one of my favorite plays from this team is Keegan Murray. The price point for Keegan Murray is fantastic. You just kind of – you talked about it. Like, San Antonio, they just struggle so much against really everything. Really everything. <laughs> it's not just – it's not just know. centers. I, I think, like – they allow the eighth-most fantasy points to centers, the third-most fantasy points to like power forwards. Like The minutes for Keegan Murray, the Kings' rotation has been fantastic recently. Like It's really easy to kind of predict where the minutes are going for this team recently. We haven't so, been able
2: to say that about the Kings in a long time.
1: I think they like their little core they got going on, man. Um, yeah. And they should. They, they should. I mean, they haven't been a great team this year what are they? I think they are in like the 30 win column, not the 40. So, I mean, they obviously have some games to win, but, um, I mean, the Lakers haven't been great either. So <laughs> who knows? But yeah, I mean, I, I like Keegan Murray. He's one of my favorite plays on the entire slate. Um, and then on the Spurs side of this game, like I might officially be done guessing whether or not to play Podal or Zach Collins, <laughs> I mean, just, there's no right answer anymore, Will. There's no right answer. I I give up. I'm throwing in the white towel. I give up. I want nothing to do with those guys. Um, Sohan, he kind of keeps doing his thing. His price is to the point now where I don't know if I get a lot of exposure to him. I struggle with the Spurs. Maybe it's like Bates Diop who's come back and he's starting to play 30 minutes again at 4,600 and... You love the matchup against the the Kings here for San Antonio. It's just, Keldon Johnson should be, like, he's where I should have started. He should have been the first thing I said. He's a fantastic play today. Um, what are your thoughts here for San Antonio?
2: I haven't been the biggest San Antonio fan, Stevie. Like, I just kind of quit How can you be a fan them. of a
1: team that's playing, like, 15 guys a night? Ugh. I just kind of quit playing them.
2: And we talked about this at Tuesday. It's so funny. Literally, the only guy I've played is Jeremy Socon here recently. Everybody else, I've just been hitting the X button. You know, he's starting to get priced to where I'm like, uh, do I want to keep playing with this price? Um, I understand that Kelvin has upside. Like, I get it, Stevie. Don't get me wrong. But I just, man, I, uh, I, I, I've pretty much just stopped playing the Spurs.
1: I I mean you're doing good by stopping playing them. I mean like they're playing they're playing Stanley Johnson minutes. Like and what's crazy, they're still ahead of the Lakers in the west. Like that's what's crazy to me. That's what's crazy to me. But I mean if you're playing if you're playing like a high end Fox or Sabonis, I think you're running it back with Kelden. He could I mean like wings have crushed this team for years. So I mean, this is obviously a spot he could have a really good game. So I don't mind taking some tournament shots on Keldon. Toronto at Utah. This game is currently at a 230.5 total to Jazz, a three-point favorite. On the Toronto side, OG is out. Porter Jr. remains out. And on the Utah side, everyone, I mean, as of right now, it's good to go. Go Toronto first. Will, what do you like here for the Raptors?
2: Um... So against Utah, scotty has been playing fairly well here recently, so Gary Trent, but Gary Trent's got to score points, and so I, I'm not as thrilled about it, but Scotty's doing it all. He's been playing much better here down the stretch. I'm going to take a shot on him. This feels like a spot where he goes for 40-plus easily. Uh, so he he's someone that's definitely on my list. Sneakily, Stevie, also in this spot, if you hear what I'm saying, I'm not saying he's not playing a lot of minutes. But it seems like his minutes have stabilized in the in the low twenties. I don't mind taking a shot on Chris Boucher here at thirty nine hundred against against the, the Jazz as well. And of course Pascal at ninety four hundred, he's down here. Prices come down a touch. I, I'm in on him. Precious Achua, you talked about him the other day. I think the last time we had the pod, he's fifty seven hundred. This is probably our last chance to get in on Precious. He goes over thirty this game. He's probably going to be sixty two hundred, and I, at that point, I'm hopping off. But those are the guys I want to play from the from the Toronto side.
1: Yeah, I mean, if Precious continues to start at 5,700, we know the minutes are going to be there, um, especially with OG already being ruled out for this game. So if that's going to be the case, um, I have interest in him. His price is getting up there now. like, But, I mean, you nailed it. This is a, probably the last time we'll see him under 6K. Gary Trent at 6,300, I mean – with like Precious and and Siakam on the floor together, like even even Siakam recently has just his rebounds have just kind of disappeared. Like Precious is rebounding really well and like Scotty Barnes gets in on the rebounds. So I just, I worry about like Trent just doing anything besides scoring and paying off this price. Um, And I kind of feel the same way with Van Vliet. Like Van Vliet, I feel like he's someone you need to get that like double-double assist point type of you know game for him to get there i mean you don't get many better matchups than utah we, we've been talking about this all year this is a fantastic team um to target they're not good defensively and i mean they're pretty pretty middle of the pace pace team and this game's in utah toronto huge pace up spot for them so i don't mind van fleet i like precious one more time and then it's kind of it i i Maybe like I don't even I don't hate Barnes, but I feel like you're getting the same type of play from like Precious for a lot cheaper. So on the Utah side of this game, I mean, Laurie Markin an eighty four hundred. He's capable of big games. Um, Jordan Clarkson just kind of like a role player now. It's really weird, just overall, but he's kind of a role player now. I mean, I'm going to take your guy here and say. Mike Conley, 5,600, just continues to put up 30-plus-point games, so I definitely don't mind him. Kelly Olenek came back over the weekend and played 15 minutes against Dallas. I would expect him to bump up to maybe 20, 22 minutes here. I don't think I can play him in this spot, but I also don't think I can trust Walker Kessler. I know he had a good game the other night, but, yeah, I mean, Utah is an interesting team in this spot.
2: Yeah, man, I... (sighs) I do feel like Toronto has been – and this is more eye testing than, than pulling up the data, so I'm sorry, guys. I, I should have pulled up the data before the show. It feels like Utah has – I mean, uh, Toronto has been semi-tough on, on fantasy scoring, but not in every matchup, I'm sure. Uh, if you ask me who I was going to play straight up right now, you know, I've talked about Mike Conley. Stevie, he, he's still hovering in this these 30-point fantasy games and nobody – the price hasn't hit 6K yet. Fifty six hundred, I think I'm in. Colin Sexton, he's another guy that's playing. You know, twenty minutes or so. I don't, I don't mind him in the spot. You know, we got Laurie Martin down to eighty four hundred, Stevie. It been in the nine k range. I think we can take a shot on him as well. But that's about it. I don't. I'm not thrilled about about Utah. I know Lenick is back and that thing, all those, all that jazz. Get it, all that jazz. But I made a dad joke. Sorry but i'm i'm not i'm not thrilled about playing these guys.
1: That's okay. I made a dad joke to someone in YouTube. Dave in YouTube chat said that Sonics were a squad and couldn't follow them to OKC. I was like, "All right, just come over to the Magic. Like, we're a fun team to root <laughs> for. You won't be disappointed." <laughs> yep. Anyway, on that note, Atlanta at Phoenix, no total. I mean, one book has a total at 228.5. Suns minus one and a half, but I I mean, I'm going to say no total because no other book has it up. I will say Trey Young is probable. And then Booker, Crowder, Payne, and Chammett remain out for the Suns. So I assume that we're getting Trey Young back for this game with him being probable on the injury report. Uh, Atlanta first, Will. um, Listen, there's a lot of games I like on this slate. And I could definitely see this game being a good game. I just don't like it as much as some other games on this slate. Talk to me here about the Hawks.
2: Man, look, <laughs> Dejounte Murray went slap off the other night, uh, but Trey Young is back, so I I, I, I still think Dejounte is okay. Um, But overall, I'm not thrilled about the Hawks, Stevie. Like John Collins is 5900, like he's okay. But which is 5800, just okay. Trey at 97 is okay, but I don't feel like anybody's a slam dunk.
1: It's kind of where I feel. I mean, Murray, I think is too expensive with Trey Young back. Capella at 6200. I really want to see him in like the mid 30s range, and he's just they're very content leaving him in that like 28 minute range. Um, John Collins with Capella back. It's just Atlanta is a good team. They're a solid team, uh, you know, that has a lot of like role type players. Trey young can go off on any given slate. So if you want to play anybody from Atlanta, it'd probably be him. And he probably comes in pretty low owned on a um, nine game slate with all the value or with all the expensive players that we have. Uh, let's go the Phoenix side. It's it's kind of basically the same thing for me. Outside of like Aiton at 7,800, when he gets his like full amount of minutes, he's just someone that can crush. So I definitely don't mind Aiton. Chris Paul, 8,300. He's had some big games recently. What are your thoughts here on the Suns?
2: I'm trying to decide do I want to play Aiton at 7,800 because – He's been playing really well, Stevie. The minutes have been there. Um, you know, we've seen some nice performances from him. Is Capella really going to slow him down? But I feel like he's been a key part of his offense with all these guys out, like Booker and Payne. And, you know, so I, I think he's a key part. Another guy that's been, been good has been Mikel Bridges. At 7K, Atlanta's gonna be a, a up and down team, not the greatest defense in the world. So I don't hate him, and then you know you got Cam Johnson playing big minutes because all these guys are out as well. He's probably slightly on the outside looking in, but I, I do have pretty good interest on uh, on DeAndre Ayton. It's
1: kind of where I'm at with Phoenix. It's kind of where I'm at with the whole game. Like Ayton is just someone that if I if I end up in that range, I'm I'm super interested. Um, I think that's where I'm at. Yeah, and someone, Richie, Richie, says he keeps hitting the assist on Chris Paul, like keep hitting the over on assist. Like, yeah, I mean, as long as it's coming in under 10, I definitely don't mind Chris Paul over um, assist. All right, well, morning grind game, and then we will get out of here. Favorite play under 5k to go 7x. Who do you got today?
2: Uh, I mean, we, we got a fair amount of. Players that we can we can plug in today, Stevie uh, if you're asking me straight up, I think I talked about it already. Give me Kenrich Williams against against the Houston Rockets.
1: Yeah I like that one um I like that one a lot I think that one's super solid All right, so the person that I wrote down might not be the person I take. I wrote down Moe Wagner because I don't think Wendell Carter Jr. plays. Um, if that happens, I have a ton of interest in Moe Wagner for what it's worth. So we'll roll with it for now. Um, over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust today?
2: Um, I think we got a fair amount of those options as well. A lot of the guys at the top, Stevie, feel good to me here in this spot. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go slightly lower. Give me Kyle Kuzma against Detroit.
1: Love it. That's who I wrote down. I'm right there with you. Agree. Yeah. Um. Give me Harden. I, I think Embiid plays, so give me James Harden. Um, I just don't know if he makes the cut for me today. Favorite 6X play. So I'm going to go a little off the board here. Not as much as me, buddy. I'm going to one-up um, you, just know in back of your head that's happening.
2: <laughs> going a little off the board, because I don't want to take everybody out of the, the OKC-Houston game because clearly that's an easy – like that's a layup. Give me D'Angelo Russell. Sneakily, I don't think anybody's playing him today at, at 7,100 against, against Golden State, and he's at home, and he's been putting up 40 spots almost every other game. I like Russell at 7,100.
1: I like it. I like it. I'm going Keegan Murray for Sacramento. Should have known that. Should have known that. One of that. my favorite plays, man. I love this spot for him today. Hopefully, he does. Like one of my favorite plays yesterday was Jalen Brunson. So hopefully, he can repeat. Um, maybe he can keep the the love going for being my one of my favorite plays on the slate. So last I checked, um, Brunson
2: had 35, 34 real points. Yeah, he had a game. He had a game.
1: I mean, Lakers against point guards. Just keep doing it. Like, just keep doing it. Like, just don't stop doing it. Just keep doing it.
2: Don't stop. Believe
1: it. Uh, Let's get weird GPP play of the day. Who do you got today, Will?
2: All right. I'm going that same game. I'm not sure how weird it's going to be. I think it's going to be weird because of the price. I've already talked about it. Give me the minus, the bonus. 9900 Going up a little bit. I think he gets lost in the shuffle with a lot of these good guards in that 10 K range.
1: Um, you know what I just realized? I just realized that Orlando is playing Philadelphia again. Do I say Fultz again. again, do I say full, I said, Fultz is my let's get weird GBP play the other day. And he went for 39. I told you he was going to get up for that game. And he had 10 assists, 12, 12 points. Um, do yeah. I, do I go back to the well? Do I say Fultz again? Man, I, I think he can do I feel it. Like he it's has in, something to prove.
2: It's in
1: Philly. It's in Philly. I feel like he has something to prove. Um, no, all, all joking aside. All joking aside. I think I'm trying not to go. Like I like going off the board. I really, I don't know what Deandre Ayton's like ownership is going to be today, but I don't feel like it's going to be super chalky.
2: Oh, I like that call because I like him anyway. I like yeah. that Stevie.
1: So yeah. he's gonna be my he's gonna be my let's get weird GPP play of the day. Um, so there you go. Any uh, bets standing out to you? Any props you'll be looking for today?
2: I'm going back to the well Stevie. Uh, uh, I talked about this the other day on the last one we had same scenario. Um, unless the, the sports books changing and don't give the, give us the bump. I assume was going to have a bump down. He got a bump down at, in, in terms of points, rebounds, assists, and he absolutely blew through it because he was facing Philly. We get him anywhere 26, 27 and a half, 28 and a half. I'm just I'm going to take the over again until, until they get him back to 30, 31 and a half.
1: Yesterday I talked about the Charlotte line jumping off the page at me. Um, I don't have one that's like... I got Paula like, 29 and a half right now for what it's worth. Yeah. I don't have a, like a line that's jumping out at me outside of like... I feel like the, the Thunder... The Thunder-Houston game being 231 and a half. I like the over. I, I like the over in that game at 231 and a half. So... Oh, yeah. It's not like... I'm not even saying like... It's not even like a super strong lean. I, I just feel like that's going to be a high-scoring game. Um... Two bad defenses. Yeah, I mean, I think they went for 223 the last time they played. So, I mean, obviously, it could it could not work out. But I like the over in that game. So, that's where – not a strong lean. Not like yesterday. I had a strong lean yesterday on Charlotte. But um, that's the that's the one that's jumping off to me. And then, as far as, like, props go, um, Sangoon, he, he – yes, yes, yes. I hope – Because he had a down game last time out against Cleveland, one of the toughest matchups in the NBA for centers. Um, Yeah, man. Sangun. I really, really like his props. I I think I'm going to be heavily invested in his props tomorrow. All right. That's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more hoops. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.